1: this episode of the ringers shack house brought to you by callaway golf you know who they are the makers of the number one irons in golf whether it's the big bertha os irons you know the only ones awarded a perfect score in the 2017 hot list or the wildly popular steelhead irons with that great signature shape callaway irons they're the difference maker with their face cup technology for ball speed forgiveness uh they're hot on the tour as well of course adam Hadwin, our guest last week One with those beautiful irons. And, of course, this week, Mark Leishman. Guess what? That's right. Callaway irons in the bag. So visit callawaygolf.com. Click through that iron selector to see which ones with the face cup technology are best for you. It's a really cool online tool. Then go get fit by your professional. Hey, and this episode of The Ringer Shack House also has a little bit of a request for you, people. You know, we love having great advertisers support our show, but in order to continue doing that, we need your help. So please go to podsurvey.com slash shackhouse and take a quick anonymous survey that'll let us uh, get to know you a little bit better. Uh, Even if you've taken our show's podcast listener survey before, the current one is new and different. So we want to take you over the key details. Uh, once you've completed the survey, you can enter to win a $100 gift card on Amazon. And again, that's podsurvey.com/shackhouse. That's S H A C K H O U S E. You know the uh, you know the name by now. So please, thanks for your help, and now let's get to the shackhouse. House, how you doing today? We got a busy show. I know. We'll keep the chatter
0: short today, Shaq. I'm a little under the weather, so I'm I'm happy that we have a whole bunch of interviews lined up. Let the other guys do the talking for once.
1: Without further ado, let's talk to Mark Leishman. He's from Australia. He's now a two-time winner on the PGA Tour and House. He's a very friendly 66-1 to at the Masters where he's played very well. Let's talk to Mark Leishman. Hello? Yeah, Hello? Hey Mark! Hey, this hey, is Jeff Shackelford. How we going? Good. How are you? Good, thank you. Good.
0: Congrats! Congrats!
2: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's uh,
0: spectacular.
2: Been a been a good couple of days. Yeah, been uh, yeah. pretty exciting. Finished there yesterday, and uh, been traveling today. So no, it's been um, been been great. Obviously, uh, you know, huge thrill to to win and finish off the way
1: I did. Yeah. So, Mark, take us back, uh, kind of where your year has been leading up to Bay Hill. Uh, and kind of where, where your game's been at and what you've been working on and, and kind of why you feel like now you ha- you've had a, almost, well, several hours to reflect uh, on the win. Well, what, what really came together for you? Yeah, I mean,
2: I've been playing pretty well all year. Um, you know, I've had, had quite a few chances to win, actually, just haven't played great on Sundays. Um, you know, I guess the more you get into that situation, the better you get at it. And, um, you know, everything came together. Uh, yesterday, You know, took all the experiences I had early in the year that, you know, didn't work out and put them to good use. And they, uh, you know, finally, finally got the job done yesterday.
0: Hey, Mark, can you give us a feel for how the conditions were yesterday afternoon? It looked like um, the wind picked up a little bit and... Uh, with you and Rory, were kind of the only guys on the back that were really um, sort of charging ahead. H- how, how did you find things yesterday afternoon?
2: Yeah, it was it was tough. Um, the wind was fairly strong. The greens were, you know, hard and, and very fast. Um, and then, um, you know, obviously the pressure of, uh, of trying to win a golf tournament as well. So it was it was, it was tough. But um, you know, if you if you could hit good shots. Um, you know, you could make birdies or eagles, uh, but you know, it's uh, just—it's a very punishing course. You don't have to be too far off when the rough's that long and the greens are that firm to uh, to make bogeys, and um, you know, it can make you look silly quite quickly. Which it may, I did a couple of times, but uh, you know, managed to, to make the putts when I needed to, and um, I guess that's what it came down to in the end was was the putting.
1: You know, uh, Mark on the telecast, Sam Saunders was uh doing a little of the broadcasting for a few minutes and i don't know if you heard but before you had gotten into the lead he he was suggesting you were somebody to look out for on the back nine and the the reason he he said that was that you're australian and he feels like australians tend to do better on firm fast greens um and he certainly is not alone in that view do you think um there's any truth to that is that a product of of maybe having played sandbelt golf and uh being used to that kind of uh that kind of incredible speed
2: definitely yeah i mean you know growing up um playing those sandbelt courses you know that's what you play on every week you know, you're used to landing a wedge 30 40 feet short of the pin and having to bounce up um so that you know that's that's hard to get used to um and then you know of course we play in the wind a lot in australia it's a, island nation and, um, it's, it's always pretty windy. So, um, you know, I'm used to playing in the wind, used to playing on firm conditions, but, um, it was, uh, it was, you know, you still have to play well and, and hold a putt. So, um, but definitely growing up where I did had, you know, played a played a role in, in, how I played.
0: Mark, what, one of the things you mentioned in describing Sunday was kind of the overall difficulty, uh, of the course, and um, in in thinking about the future of this event, I know that uh, this year, with the with the sort of uh, passing of Mr. Palmer, that a lot of folks um, wanted to come and, and pay respects and make an appearance. Is is there anything about the challenge of the course that would um, cause players to to be motivated to perhaps skip that event in the future?
2: Oh, man personally I love the golf course um, I've been on tour nine years now and I didn't get in it off my uh, off my status the first year but i played it the next you know the last eight years in a row um, I mean the golf course was in as good a condition as I've ever seen any golf course um, you know the greens were perfect the fairways were great and the rough was brutally thick so um, I guess it's just personal preference you know some guys like certain courses and other guys don't and you know, with the amount of tournaments we play now, um, guys tend to pick the courses that they like and, and play well at. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'm not going to judge anyone for, for playing certain events or, or not playing certain events. But um, you know, it's certainly going to be on my uh, my schedule for the you know for <laughs> as long as it can be. And um, you know, it's as close to a major as we play all year without being one. So, um, I think it's a, it's an awesome awesome tournament, awesome golf course, and. Um, you know I guess the greens they redid the greens two years ago and they've, you know improved out of sight so um, yeah I mean I, I love the place and uh, you know yeah I, I'm I'm assuming the guys will continue to play there
1: uh, are you still working with Dennis McDade
2: yes yeah we've been together okay. for she's uh, about 16 years now so it's yeah. um, been a, a long partnership and um, and a good one he, you know he's a great guy he's been yeah. awesome for me awesome for my golf, and um, you know certainly not uh, planning on any changes uh, anytime anytime
1: soon House Dennis follows uh, Mark and, and other players he works with and he's always really one of my favorite people to talk to because he's just uh, he's just there's several great Australian instructors as Mark can tell us but uh, they just have a certain way about uh, how they approach instruction and uh, sort of a gentleness that's that's admirable Mark um I, a lot of our listeners probably don't know about sort of how players are developed in Australia. Uh, and you're part of the, the group of people like Stuart Appleby, Robert Allenby, Jeff Ogilvie, uh, Aaron Battle, Jared Lyle, on and on. And then there's a very exciting group of young players now, uh, too, who seem like they're on the verge of, of coming out there and competing. Can you give people just a little bit of an overview of, of sort of how that has worked in your life and, and how it developed you uh, to get to this point?
2: Yeah, there is. There's, um, it's, a, it's a great program. I was in the Victorian Institute of Sport. Uh, so what they do is they basically, with the Victorian Institute of Sport. There's no certain number of people that they pick each year. Uh, you know, some years they might, if there's enough guys with, with talent that they think can make it, there might be eight guys in the program. Some years there's only four. Some years, years there's two. So uh, they pick whoever they think is, is gonna has got a future in the game. Um, and then basically, uh, they get you ready just so, so when you eventually turn pro, that you're you're ready for everything that's thrown your way. Um, there's, you know, a lot of things that people don't don't realise that that you know pro golfers have to do and deal with. You know, obviously it's an awesome job. Uh, love love what I do, but there's a few things that you know can surprise you, and they try and. Um, try and prepare you for that. So there's no surprises when you do turn pro. Um, you know, you've got that decision of, you know, do, do I go to college in America? Do I go into the Institute of sport or do I turn pro when I'm 18? So, um, you know, hey. you have to make that decision and make the decision that's right for you. And I felt like, um, you know, that was a, a good one for me. Um, certainly had no surprises when I did turn pro. And, you know, I felt like I was I was ready when I turned pro to... Uh, you know, to, to contend at the level I was playing at, so um, it, it, yeah, it did great things for my golf. And um, you know, like we said, there's a lot of guys that um, are, are coming out now that um, have gone through those programs. Uh, like Ryan Ruffles, Cameron Smith, um, you know, that, well, I guess Curtis Luck. Now he's you know he won the US amateur yep. last year. They're just about ready to break out, and I feel like you know there's going to be a a pretty big influx of, of Australian golfers over those next few years, you know, playing well, the young guys.
0: Hey, Mark, I, I have uh, a very technical question. Um, this was the first year um, with Mr. Palmer's passing that there was a, um, a, a, a garment that went along with the trophy. The, there is uh, the, the red cardigan sweater. My, my technical question is, it looked like it was a, a perfect fit for you. Did they have more than one ready to go? Because, you know, if, if Kevin Kisner had won, that, that might have been a little big for him, but it was yeah. a perfect perfect fit for you, Mark.
2: They did have more than one to go, uh, one ready uh, to go. Uh, thank God. They um, <laughs> in the tunnel walking off the 18th. I tried on the, the extra large, and it looked like a, like a wetsuit on me. It like one of those rushes that you put on when you go swimming. <laughs> Not a pretty look, but uh, yeah, they, they, they got me the double XL and it, uh, it worked great. So um, um, it was, yeah, it was nice that they had a few different sizes. So I could, um, yeah, fit like a glove. I uh, wore it all night last night. It was it was it was
1: pretty cool yeah house that's disturbing that you asked that because i had the same exact question in mind i saw the there was like there was a getty image of you mark where i think you were that was the first one you were trying to button and it was not looking good and then the photos all look great so it's such a uh, cool yes. uh, idea they had of doing that so um last thing we want to talk to you about obviously this um probably gets you in a little bit of a, a better mindset going to augusta where you've played well before um Tell us a little bit about what you think now. Uh, are your plans for preparing for that, and um, and, and anything you know you, that's sort of on your mind that you want to resolve with a with Augusta National, based on your your knowledge of the place and things you've done well and not done well there in the past.
2: Yeah, it's um, yeah obviously exciting to get back there. I wasn't in the event until yesterday, uh, so that was a definitely a goal of mine. Uh, I'm playing the the Dell Match Play this week in Austin, uh, so I'll start getting ready for that tomorrow, and then uh, I'll take next week off, so I won't play the Shell Houston Open, and then I'll go to Augusta on uh, on the Sunday before and uh, and start to get ready there. But you yeah, really, you just got to get used to the speed of the greens, the undulations in the greens, um, and hitting the shapes off the tees. I mean, there's so many, you know, you really have to. Um, Shape your ball so much around Augusta, you know, work your ball into the hills, so, so you can control it when it hits the ground. It's um, yeah, so a lot of draws, big draws, big fades with irons, and and a lot of uh, a lot of big draws or you know borderline hooks off the tee. So um, it's uh, you know the way I've been putting, I'm you know happy with that. Uh, it, it should you know it should do well on those Augusta greens. But the thing is, you know. You, you, you never know. Things can change in golf. When you when you think you got it down, it's, uh, it can jump up and bite you. So, you know, can't get complacent and um, keep working hard, keep doing the right things and hopefully uh, get into a position, you know, like I was on the back nine yesterday um, and, you know, have a chance to win. But, you know, there's a lot of things you have to do right around Augusta to, to play well and, you know, it's just a process that you've got to go through and hopefully it's good enough. But, uh, you know, depends how other guys play as well.
1: Do you keep a lot of notes on the course, or have an extensive uh, yardage book you go to every year, or do you kind of take a fresh approach each year?
2: Yeah, I've got. You know, I keep all my old yardage books. I'll um, I'll put the new information in each year. Um, I've got a pretty good memory with, with Augusta, as far as breaks on greens go. Um, it's just you know, it's a, a course that you grow up watching on TV. You know, as your, your whole life basically. You know, you know every hole. You've seen putts on TV. Um, just a matter of knowing where you can miss it and be okay, and where like you've, the the big red X is in the book where you just cannot hit it because if you hit it there, you know you, it's got, it's going to be either a really really good bogey or you could make big, you know double or a triple. Um, so it's, it's knowing those places, and a lot of those places don't know until you hit it there. Um, so I've you know I've hit it in quite a lot of bad spots around Augusta, and, um, hopefully learn from it. Um, and you know, hopefully I'll be ready there two weeks time to uh, to play well there and, and hopefully content.
0: Mark, one last thing. Uh, we really appreciate you joining us here on the shack house today. Um, we have to know Sorry. did your boy finally get the trophy?
2: He was <laughs> it was quite funny actually. He was uh, so we didn't get to take it home last night. That one stayed oh. I guess they uh, <laughs> I guess they post it to they FedEx at home. Um, yeah. So he was pretty shattered last night for a, for a, for a second, <laughs> but um, he, he'll, he'll get his trophy and he'll uh, I'm sure it'll, it'll probably, l- it'll probably live in his bedroom. The one from the travelers lives in his bedroom. Um, so I'd say he'll, he'll want the new one and, uh, and, and his little brother will get the travelers trophy put in his bedroom. So it's cool to, to be able to do that. And, um, you know, finally get that trophy for him. It's, uh, it's been a long time coming and, you know, he finally knows what it means now. it was, it was you know, great to have them there, and um, you know, for all the photos at the end, have all the you know the, the cameras there, and he, uh, he 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 got it. You know, he's five years old, and um, it was it was just a it's a great it was really cool to watch him experience all that.
0: Well, it was cool for us too. It was an awesome moment to see you there with your family and and your boys. So excited for you, um, and it was obviously awesome to have you know your wife and your younger son there as well. So con- congratulations. Yeah, thank you very much, guys.
2: Appreciate it
1: all right well thanks again to mark leishman who won last week not coincidentally with odyssey golf's number one putter in golf and across global tours it was also in adam hadwin's bag when he won two weeks ago and, of course, for this season, Odyssey, the longtime leader in insert technology, has introduced a new way to roll with the micro hinge insert. This insert is designed to promote immediate top spin on the ball, reducing skid and improving accuracy, as Mark Leishman showed us quite beautifully, rolling the ball so well on those amazing greens at Bay Hill. Uh, for those of you <laughs> who don't like these live reads, hey, guess what? We've got news for you to celebrate the 30th thirtieth episode of Shack House. Starting today, Shack House listeners have an exclusive chance to win an O-Works putter with a micro hinge insert. And we're going to have some fun doing it, House. You know why? Talk to me, Shaq. We're going to do some bracketology. So here's how it works. Go to fantasy.pgatour.com. Look for the league Shack House. I got it set up. The winner of our WGC Match Play Bracketology will win a new O-Works putter with the micro hinge insert. It's going to be awesome. I like the shack.
0: Are we eligible to, to participate in this?
1: Oh, we're going to. Oh, yeah. No, people got to be able to compare uh, their results to ours. So I expect you, House. I will make you sign up tomorrow. Once we get the players selected in the Bracketology Tuesday, you got you to gotta get on there and fill out it. It doesn't take long. All right. It's time for our second guest here this week. We have two of them. They're the co-founders of cricket. They're great guys. They are absolutely staples of the Austin golf scene. They're doing great stuff there and making really, really cool clothes that fit great. Look cool. You can wear them on and off the golf course. We're talking about the guys at cricket. All right. Joining us now in the shack house from the, their Austin based clubhouse cricket, our co-founders, Billy Nockman and Hobson Brown guys. Thanks for joining us so much. Uh, on this week when the tour moves to Austin and the spotlight's on Austin golf. Uh, how you doing? And Hey, why don't you just give us a little elevator pitch on, on what you guys do? Cause I, I think there's probably some people listening who don't know about cricket. Shockingly. Oh,
3: shocking. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, this is, uh, Billy speaking. I uh, want to thank you guys for having us on. Really appreciate it. Uh, we're big fans. Um, yeah. Cricket. Uh, Hob and I started the company um, around six years ago. Um, We, um, two guys uh, at the time, mid-30s, who had a common love for this old-school golf shirt, the old four-button placket, hard collar with the chest pocket, the flap. And um, at that time, no one was really making that shirt, so we'd have to go digging through our grandfather's closets or go to a vintage store. And so we thought that there was an opportunity to manufacture the shirt and build a brand around it. Um, so we launch with our player shirt. Um, it's what we're, we're best known for. Uh, unlike the shirts from the seventies the and eighties that Jack and Arnie and Ben Crunchell used to wear, uh, <laughs> unlike those that are probably uh, made of like a highly flammable polyester, we make all of our yeah. shirts with 100% organic cotton. So it's, um, kind of a, a shirt and a product and a, a brand that bridges, you know, sort of this, the, the golf aspect, but also the lifestyle component. Uh, we like to say we're high performance for the 19th hole. Um, and uh, if there's ever a city that sort of embraces the spirit of the 19th hole, I'd say it's Austin, Texas.
1: Yeah, so Austin kind of uh, is infused into your your brand, uh, but, but kind of give us a little more of why that is. You know, are you, is it a Texas uh, attitude that, because I, I love what you guys do. Uh, your stuff is so well made and it fits so well. Um, and you do a great job of taking that classic look, uh, but 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 modernizing it uh, in terms of fit and and the cottons you you source in a in a responsible way. But kind of give us a little of the uh, how, how the Texas attitude infuses what you do, and and also what what you have down there in Austin in terms of the the clubhouse. Yeah, this
4: this is Hobson here. Um, you know, I think you know. Texas and the style of Texas, especially in, in Austin, where we're at, um, you know, has really changed. Um, it's, you know, no longer necessarily like cowboy boots, jeans and a, and a Stetson hat. Um, you know, there's definitely been kind of a, an influx of, of, of folks into Austin over the last you know, 10 years. It's been the fastest growing city in the country. Um, and, you know, where we think our shirt really, you know, fits in really well and, and wears really nicely on, on the course and off, um, are at these, you know, it's a casual town, but people, you know, like to, you know, care about what they, what they wear and they want to look good. So I think, you know, our, our style shirt sure kind of bridges this, you know, on and off course and, and in a town that, you know, has a lot of 19 of poles, like Billy was talking about and just, you know, people want to be outside, um, you know they want to be wearing something that they can take, you know, from the office, you know, to Rainy Street and uh, or Sixth Street, and that's, I think that's where we fit in.
0: Hey guys, this is House. Um, one of the things that Shaq and I have um, re- really loved about what you're doing, in addition to the to the clothes, we love the connection to the to the community. And one thing that has caught our attention is your efforts. And Crickets' efforts um, in connection with Lions Municipal Golf Course, um, the, the so-called beloved Muni, can you talk a little bit about um, you know what what is going on down there in Austin with Muni and your efforts? I, I know there's a party coming up this Friday for anybody that might be in town. Yeah, so uh,
3: Lions is um, you know one of m- many local uh, municipal golf courses here in Austin. Um, it's unique because it sits on land that's owned by the University of Texas, and the city um, leases the land from the University of Texas. And that lease is up in 2019. And uh, the University of Texas has plans to develop the land. And, and this is sort of prime green space, you know, right outside of downtown Austin. It's got a long history um, uh, with, with professional golfers uh, having grown up playing there from Ben Crenshaw to Tom Kite. Uh, Harvey Panick was, you know, was uh, famous for teaching there. It also has a long uh, history in, in sort of the civil rights movement. It was the first uh, integrated municipal golf course in the South. Um, you know, it's, it's used and recognized by the local neighborhood as, as a green space in a park, uh, which, which Austin is kind of losing at a rapid rate. Um, and so there's an effort to kind of we're trying to find a way to save this so that it doesn't get developed so it doesn't get turned into you know commercial development and uh so right now we're we're you know kind of in the raising awareness and, and raising some money uh, we're hosting a party this Friday night it's obviously to around the Dell match play um when you know uh, national golf press will be in town and obviously the professional uh players as well um and it's a it's a it's a benefit we're raising funds uh to, to save muni uh we'll have um, a lot of great local Austin, um, sponsors there from Tito's Vodka to, to Real Ale, uh, to Maudie's, um, and, uh, a lot of fun, we'll have some live music. Ramsey Midwood will be playing, uh, Kevin Russell from the Shiny Ribs. Um, so it's a good time, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a laid back party just like, you know, Austin likes to do it.
4: Yeah, so. there's more information for that on the, the 19th old party.com is where we're selling tickets. People can learn more if they want to. It's open to the public, and we would
0: love to have anyone come out for it. Well, wh- one of the things Shaq and I have also taken note of over the last handful of years in connection with the Muni, maybe the Muni's most important event is the annual uh, Invitational. I'm not sure if this is a fight club kind of thing where you're not allowed to talk about it, um, but I want to ask, wh- what is the Invitational?
4: It's a, that's a much more exclusive uh, event. Yeah. Um, it is sort of a. Uh, I think that we've described it as the, uh, the the world's golf's greatest party, basically. Um, you know, I think that what what captures it is they're really the, the only prize we give, or we give two prizes. One's for best costume, and the other's for best mustache. And uh, those two prizes take home an actual golf cart. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's really more about the the camaraderie than the the competition on the course. And it it happens actually at Lions uh, Municipal Golf Course. So that was kind of how Billy and I originally, you know, started playing Lions when we first moved here and were involved in this annual golf tournament. This is in its 11th year. Um, So, you know, Lions has got all this awesome history and people love it. And it's also just a place where you can have fun playing golf and, and, you know, not take it too seriously and dress you know, and, and crazy outfits. And, um, you know, I think that's what another thing we're trying to kind of defend by getting involved in, in the local state muni, you know, organization here. It doesn't have to be a, a stuffy sport, you know. It can be about having a great time and, and, you know, really getting some good laughs with your with your buddy.
1: All right, guys. Well, that sounds great. I, I'm House, was there something you were going to ask? Because I, uh, of course, you know what I'm going for now. Yeah, I I go go for it. Go yeah, for it. You know, well, first of all, we we're gonna have a little bracketology here at the Shack House, so we'd love to know your picks for the match play uh, this week. Who you like to win, each of you, and then more importantly, we want to know your favorite barbecue and favorite Tex-Mex spots in Austin. I know that's putting you on the spot a little bit. You have uh, community relations to uphold, but we uh, we want answers. Well,
3: I would say for uh, the match play. Um I don't know, Jason Day performed pretty strongly last year, so yeah,
1: uh, he's doing. my
4: money on him. of course seemed just right for him. Yeah, I think
1: we're, yeah. we're going
2: for
4: the obvious picture. I, you know, i got to go with, with our local hometown hero, uh, Mr. Spieth. I mean, you know, he's nice. a UT product. If, if one of us doesn't pick him, we're, uh, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. <laughs> but uh, I'd love, love to see him do well here. I think last year he got knocked out pretty early and then was on the Lake Austin with uh, – you know, hanging yeah. out with buddies. I <laughs> We're hoping to, to to get them to uh, whoever whoever doesn't win. You know, we'll get them to the 19th hole party on, on Friday night. That's right.
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes.
4: Um, as far All as right. my let's
0: get to the food more barbecue, uh,
4: You know, I think there there's Austin's a great town. I mean, you know, there's Franklin Barbecue, which is kind of the most famous one. Um, there's a line out the door every day for that one. I mean, if you have a couple hours to. Sit around and drink beer and, and wait and wait in line. That's that's a good one. But um, there's one called Mickle Barbecue, which is kind of what Franklin's used to be. It was you know based out of a trailer and it's in East Austin and it's you know it's becoming more and more popular. Uh, but it's the same like fall off the bone, you know, just delicious, you know, top notch Texas barbecue. Um, you know, you're sitting outside. Um, not a crazy line. Um, just, you know, you can pull up with a six-pack of, of tall boys and it, that's a great way to spend an afternoon. All
1: right. Tex-Mex?
3: On the Tex-Mex, I mean, similar to the barbecue, there's tons of options, but uh, I have to go with our, our buddies at Marty's. Uh They do a great job, and it's, a, it's an old-school uh, Austin establishment, so if you get a chance to go visit them, they're obviously sponsoring our party on Friday so they'll be providing all the fruit, food there um, so definitely a, a huge fan of Modis and what they do and how they support the community yeah,
1: yeah. there's the uh, the spot right outside Austin Country Club and then Ben Crenshaw took me to the I guess the original uh, and is there Mahdi's. a difference between the two?
4: <laughs> yeah the one on Lake Austin that's probably the one he took you to it's the—it's uh, right by Lions um, yeah. so that's where it's definitely like a local spot favorite and uh, I, I can see Ben going there a lot and Ben will be at our party on Friday night too he'll, he'll be giving an update on you know what what's happened the last year with with Lions. We've, they've gotten recognized on a, on a couple of his, um, big kind of uh, historic registries um, so there's been some exciting news and, and you know Ben will be you know kind of going over that at the party
1: well guys thanks so much uh, we, we really appreciate it we love what you do it's cricket.com CR i-q-u-e-t correct and then uh it's actually oh, cricket shirts, that's right i just type cricket into google and it always comes right up and uh, you got some beautiful new stuff for the spring that people need to check out
3: and, and hey guys we'd like to offer your um your your listeners uh oh. a discount code too so if they just type in shack house at checkout they'll get 20
4: percent off so oh beautiful uh, yeah so and it that's you know hopefully we got a chance to bump into you all this week and how are your mustache is coming for the uh the invitational
1: they, uh, uh, got not, or not, not that? well not well
0: i want to know wait, what do we have to do for the invitational i thought it was so exclusive i was gonna uh, get on my okay, knees we'll, for this thing <laughs> we'll take this offline we'll take this offline offline <laughs> offline that's where all the good things happen boys
1: <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. Have a great week at the match play. I'll be down there uh, through the week and uh, look forward to uh, bumping into you hopefully. And uh, especially, great luck with the, the 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 cause to save lions, which is really a noble and an important one.
0: All right, that sounds great. Look forward to you guys. Thanks. All right. Big thanks to Billy and Hobson. That was awesome. Hey shack house pals, the Masters, as you know, is fast approaching, and SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get to Augusta National this spring. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best tickets at the best prices, fully guaranteed. Make 2017 the year that you finally make it to the Masters and let SeatGeek help you get there for a great value. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone and by far the easiest way I found a shop for tickets, just a couple taps, I can instantly find seats. I have been using SeatGeek to buy tickets to the Washington Nationals professional baseball team here in the DMV. Spring training is almost over. Opening day is right around the corner. You can bet I'm going to be SeatGeeking for some tickets to see the Nats. SeatGeek's designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. They save you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals so you get the most bang for your buck. They grade every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats to get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase download the SeatGeek app go to the settings tab and click add a promo code enter promo code house that's H-O-U-S-E house SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code HOUSE today. Make SeatGeek your go-to ticket source for all things PGA and beyond. And now I'm very happy to turn to our third and final guest, Lynn Shackelford. We can't wait to talk to you.
1: All right, joining us now. Uh, I'm going to call him Lynn for the purposes of the show, but he's my dad. He is, uh, an Austin resident, diehard golfer. Uh, and this is, uh, the 50th anniversary of, uh, the first of his three championship NCAA winning teams, uh, under coach John Wooden, uh, taking the title. I, and I believe, uh, that makes you one of only a few players to have won three NCAA titles. Is that correct in basketball?
5: Yeah, uh, of course, that's a a dying uh, breed with the uh, way the players (laughs) stay now. Yeah, I I think one day I uh, calculated there were about eight or nine guys who played at UCLA on three championship teams, but I pride myself as being only one of four uh, who were starters on three championship teams, Uh, one of those you can probably guess
1: yeah yeah we'll get to him in a minute all right well so thank you again for being on the shack house and the reason we do want to talk a little basketball but first uh with the tour going to austin uh we really love highlighting these these cities and what goes on in the towns you've been there now how many years five and a half yeah wow amazing um so give us kind of your impressions of the golf scene there you know we're we're, we've talked to the guys from cricket about the lions situation a little bit but um Kind of give us, you're You, you are a longtime Southern California. What's the golf scene in Austin uh, like, and, and kind of how would you characterize it?
5: Well, uh, if you're going to play golf here, you have to play in hot weather, uh, which they do in the uh, summertime. They adore their uh, tradition like a lot of other Texas cities and, and their heritage with Harvey Penick and uh, Ben Crenshaw and Tom Kite, and, and there's dozens of Ben Crenshaw stories uh, about what he did in his youth. He was a real prodigy. By the time he was 13 or 14, he was probably better than anybody on the University of Texas golf team. So it's great to hear those stories. Uh, And and there's a large number of other avid public amateur golfers. And a little-known secret is that they get together every year on December 26th, and they have a little putting contest, the contest at Lions Municipal. And and so they love their tradition, and they have great pride in, in what they've done down here. And, of course, University of Texas is usually pretty solid in golf year in, year out.
1: So give, give us a couple of the golf courses down there that you, you, you play at Austin Golf Club, which is Ben's course, uh, very private. But uh, give us kind of some of your favorite. Places you've played besides that, if somebody's going down there, and places they should they should check out.
5: Jeff, a little bit like you, I, I think I'm partial to those old inner city uh, muni courses, and they have a couple of them here. Uh, of course, you are well aware of Lines Municipal, n- known as Muni. They have a great tournament there every year called the Firecracker. It's on the Fourth of July weekend. Kite and Crenshaw have won it. and You kind of go in this old clubhouse and you see that uh, uh, up on the wall that they won many years ago. Uh, and, and it's just fun to play. It's, it's not a long track, uh, but you've got city sounds and traffic uh, on all sides. It's in a good location. And uh, you just feel like you're playing something that, uh, well, many played there, including uh, Ben Hogan. Uh, and then the other one is uh, Morris Williams. That used to be the home course for the University of Texas years ago. And a guy named Jeff Willie, a local uh, guy, um, came in and redid it a few years ago. And so the conditions there, unlike Muni, and, and in the city's defense, they only got a couple more years on the lease there with the university, so it's not well-maintained. But Morris Williams, uh, by contrast, on the other side of town, is well-maintained. And it's all brand-new, state-of-the-art uh, irrigation. And, and Jeff Willie did a nice job architecturally. It's on rolling uh, hills and terrain, brand-new clubhouse. And, and I think it's like 26 bucks, maybe 15 if you're a senior, wow. to play. And, okay. and, and, again, inner city, you hear traffic noises, airplanes landing sometimes. And it's great. And, and the snack bar is good inside, but, Jeff, you'd like this. About a mile away from the uh, golf course, is an in and out, uh, so you can hit oh. that before or after the round.
1: Wow, nice! I didn't I, know that uh, in and out had made it to Austin House. That's that, uh, that's incredible. Another reason to go.
0: Yet another reason. Well, look, I'm, I'm chomping at the bit here, uh, Shaq. Lynn, I can't. This is the first time we've had a real accomplished basketball guy. Look, we, we, it's not uh, every day we have one of only four players in the history of college basketball to have started on three NCAA championship teams. I mean, I know she, Jeff kind of gave you a soft pedal. Let's let's, let's get it out there, <laughs> right? I mean, that's, so we're on the 50th anniversary, 1967, really got it going. Tell us a little bit about that 1967 Final Four.
5: Well, of course, uh, freshmen could not play varsity. So uh, we had four sophomores, uh, Lou Alcindor, Kenny Heights, Lucius Allen, and myself, in the starting lineup. And a junior, uh, Mike Warren, who was, uh, they didn't call him that then, but our point guard and our captain and our leader, and our, he, was our, uh, he, he provided the stability. Uh, and, and, of course, we came in uh, to the Final Four unbeaten, and even though we were the youngest team to have won a title then, and still maybe for, for that matter, I don't know, um, and nobody really knew what was going to happen. So we beat the University of Houston and Elvin Hayes in the semifinals. And then if you got a second, I'll tell you a quick story. So back then you played Friday night and Saturday night. We're playing at Freedom Hall, and we're staying in this old downtown Brown Hotel in downtown Louisville. So North Carolina is upset in the other semifinals by date. Don May went for like 36 points, game of his life. And so... At about 2 a.m., the North Carolina players, and their season's basically over, they're running up and down the hallways, probably some beer involved. They're they're rolling out the fire extinguishers in the hallways. They're making noise. None of us could sleep, and we've got a championship game the next night. At breakfast the next morning, Coach Wooden mentioned it, and he was irate. And I knew uh, he was upset and had not slept. So and, and by the way, he stayed mad at Dean Smith for that for, for many years. But anyway, <laughs> so the next night, here I am, MCA championship game, nineteen year old sophomore. We're twenty nine and all, and I'm gonna have a pregame speech by the great John Wooden. I think this is really gonna be something. So he comes in the locker room, he writes on the blackboard, Okay, we they're gonna this game's on national T V. And so they're going to introduce you in the starting lineup, and here's where the camera's going to be, and here's where you need to face. That's very important. And then secondly, he goes, you know how to play the game. You know what you're supposed to do out there. But I just want to warn you that Louisville is one of the fifth most immoral cities in the United States, and I'm more concerned about what you do after the game and how you behave after the game than I am about what you do during the game. Now let's get out there and go play. So Whoa. we're out there. We're out there doing pre-game warm-ups for our national championship game, doing layups, and we're trying to figure out what the other cities are that are the most, uh, the other four most immoral cities in the United <laughs> States. <laughs> uh,
0: that's incredible.
5: Well, that that well, was very typical of John. Wood and, and House, I, I I I applaud and appreciate your enthusiasm, but I did have some good teammates and a pretty good coach. So I was the right guy. I was at the right place at the right
2: time.
0: Well, I'm not going to let you, uh, you know, shun too much of it. Uh, Your uh, prowess from uh, deep is, is renowned. You, I I wonder um, how much you to your own self think, boy, if we had a three point line, when I played, what, 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 what might my numbers have looked like?
5: Oh, Yeah, I I would have never gone inside the three-point line. Uh, (laughs) You know, they went back a few years ago at LSU and recalculated Pete Maravich's point total uh, by looking at game films because he shots from so far out. Yeah, that'd be kind of a fun thing to do. Coach Wooden told me, we we used to get together with him for breakfast when he was in his 90s, and we said, well, what about the shot clock and the three-point? He goes, we would have been better. He goes, I would have put four guys at the three-point line and would have put Kareem Abdul-Jabbar underneath and just let the defensive team uh, team on defense decide what they're going to do.
1: Now, House, you you wanted to grill him a little bit about this year uh, because yeah. the, the game has changed. That is about how some of the teams play, but have at him. Well, he's I,
0: watching the Bruins. You were the honorary captain for a, a game against USC that UCLA took care of business. What do you, What's your Im- impression of this year's uh, UCLA team?
5: I think they have the best offense in the country. I, I and, and and having said that, I, I'm not sure they're going to win a, a national championship. Uh, they've they've got a chance to, but but their offense is so good. They have a lot of good players, but Lonzo Ball. I'm not sure the country realizes how good Lonzo Ball is. I think they're starting to after seeing him against Cincinnati. Uh, I don't think anyone's had a triple double. Um, in an NCAA tournament game, he he might do that. Uh, he he has that capability, uh, and so. You, you, you just can't stop this team. You can slow them down, and, but with the shot clock and everything, it's hard. I mean, if you didn't have the shot clock, you'd almost stall against this team to try to play slowdown. Now, somebody is probably going to be able to do that, a, a Wisconsin or someone like that. And, and UCLA's defense is a little lacking. It's not as good. Gosh, I watched the wisconsin Villanova game. Those two teams play such great defense. Um, And so, I think that's going to be a problem for uh, UCLA. Um, I thought Wisconsin looked pretty good. Hey, I do have to tell you one thing I love about the tournament, two things. The first day, I love watching Bucknell and Princeton. I mean, these are old-fashioned, slide your legs on defense, work the ball around, and, and a guy makes a super play, and he doesn't end up scoring the basket. He makes a pass to somebody who scores an easy basket because of his superb play. I love watching those teams. Princeton could have beaten Notre Dame so easily. Uh, But the other thing, uh, uh, what you have to realize about the NCAA tournament, even though I guess the Wichita State coach's wife would disagree, you get the best referees in the tournament, and the games are well-officiated. And I don't think people realize what that means to a player. That if he thinks he can make a good defensive play and not be whistled for a foul, then he's going to do it. And and you can make a great offensive play, and if they do foul you, you're going to be rewarded with a foul. I, I don't know if you noticed the end of the Kentucky game. They blocked two three-point shots. Now, I don't think you would coach a player to do that, but... These players had such confidence in the officials that if they knew that they blocked it cleanly, they wouldn't get whistled. And I, I just think that's so cool about the NCAA tournament. And, and we used to talk about it after the game in the NCAA tournament. Hmm. Golly, what great officials. It really makes a difference.
1: All right, well, with the match play, I, I, something tells me you're not quite as passionate about the, uh, the brackets in the match play, but we are still going to ask you to, to make a pick uh for the week and and i and i the event you know really what well, i think you would agree living in austin was a home run last year and maybe the biggest home run on the tour all year in terms of a new event and nobody knowing what they were going to get and it turned out to be a massive success didn't it
5: yeah i think uh, the players were pleasantly surprised didn't know anything about the course i think they thought it was okay uh the complaints will probably start maybe this year or next year about things they don't like about the course. Um, the, the, the members at Austin Country Club loved it. It brought attention to them. Yeah. Uh, now they're starting to complain a little bit about not having access to the course. Um, so ah, yeah. it, anyway, it's um, it, it was very, very well received. The mayor was out there, you know, for the photo ops. Michael Dell was out there. He thought it was really yeah. good for Dell. And so they got it a few more years. And, and as you know, Austin doesn't have any professional sports teams. So th- this is so great with its tradition in golf, with Harvey Punick and everything, to have this event, uh, the, the enthusiasm, enthusiasm level still remains high.
1: Anybody you like from, uh, from, from what you remember from last year and who's playing well this year? Because uh, we're going to have a little bracket, a little shack house bracket. Uh, um, well, that we are encouraging yeah, people I, I, Yeah,
5: they pay. had a they had a big story today on Jonathan uh, uh, Vegas, um, and he's really excited about being in it. Uh, and and this, uh, yeah, I'd love to give you some uh, long shot, but but Jeff, mm-hmm. I am going with uh, Jordan Spieth. Uh, last year, he got knocked out fairly early, much to the dis- disappointment. I mean, this guy could be <laughs> governor of Texas. He is huge down here. huge, I'm telling you. And and you only spent one year at, uh, at UT. Uh, but he's playing well this year, and in match play, remember the old saying, a guy who can putt is a match for anyone. And mm-hmm. I think if you're playing him in match play and you know he's a better putter than you, I, I think he's got an edge. Um the weather, uh, Jeff, is going to be good, but we're, we are going to have some wind. Um, Thursday night and Friday morning, it's going to be stormy and windy. And then Sunday, uh, even though it's hot, mid-80s, uh, the wind's going to pick up again. So, uh, again, Spieth is a Texan, so he knows how to play in yeah. the wind.
1: House, you got anything else for my dad before we uh, cut him loose here?
0: Yeah, I, I, you've been down there just long enough to have an opinion on, on the barbecue scene down there, Lynn. I got to hear what the, the best barbecue. Where do you get the best <laughs> brisket?
5: <laughs> okay, I'm going to mention a place called Opie's, which is out near where I live in Spicewood, which is uh, oh, where place, Nelson yeah. has his ranch. Okay, dirt parking lot, a lot of pickup trucks. Okay. You walk in, they give you a tray, and they give you put a piece of paper <laughs> on the tray. And then they say, what do you want? Okay, I want my brisket uh, wet or lean. Oh, I want it wet. And then sausage, plain or jalapeno. It's all been smoked. It's all really good. Then you go get your sides, your tater tots and your coleslaw. Then you sit down. Then you go over to this big table and you get your big old glass of barbecue sauce and your pickles and your onions and your baked beans. And then you sit down in this restaurant. And you kind of look over and there's a bunch of old guys walking with their sore backs and their old denims and their cowboy boots on and their uh, uh, their uh, blackberry cobblers probably slipping out of the side of their mouth or whatever. I mean, it is really a Texas, an authentic
0: Texas theme. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to get down there and try that one. That's a new one to add
1: all right well we uh we appreciate your time we uh we wish your bruins the best of luck going forward um i think they've got a couple of uh possible wins here coming up but uh we shall see and uh i look forward to seeing you down at the match play it should be a great week yeah look forward to seeing you this week bye all right all right well we thank everybody again for for listening to us and listening to all of our great guests today and uh you know one of the great storylines in golf this year is Michelle Wee's hot start to the season. She's back. She's playing great. Posted another top five finish. Appears to have found a really great groove with her new putter grip, her swing. Everything looks awesome. Uh, she is going to be the guest on this week's Callaway Live, which is going to be recorded right down the road from the uh, Kia Classic this week, one of the better LPGA Tour stops and a big, big build-up event before the uh, ANA Inspiration. Um, and, you know, Michelle's one of the great figures in golf really fascinating she's an artist she's got a scientific side to her mind stanford grads there's just a lot going on there and if that's not enough house the great golf architecture loving Iration will be making a special musical appearance on that callaway live of course they're hawaiian born they're isla sculpted california reggae sound that is uh, enhanced by their love of going and seeing some of the world's greatest golf courses and tweeting about it. So, check out Callaway Live this week. And of course, don't forget fantasy.pjtour.com. We're going to give you a great Odyssey putter. Go play the Shack House bracketology for the WGC match play. Enjoy the match play this week. It should be an awesome week in Austin. House, anything else?
0: Play the brackets and win yourself a putter from the Shack House.